Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff. It's a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I've just heard that... Tiger Woods is coming back um, to play golf after crashing that car massively. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crashing his Genesis, wasn't it? Was it? it? I was going to ask you, I think it was a Genesis. Was it like um, a sponsored event car? Like a Yes, I think so. Yeah. I don't know that it had this high-quality motor car from Genesis Motors of South Korea is driven by Tiger Woods of golf down the side. But <laughs> I love those which, things, don't I love those. When I was growing up, there was a footballer called Asa Hartford who, uh, football fans probably know, he played for Man City. And I knew that. this was in the 80s, so it was before footballers, I guess, got massive salaries and lived in McMansions. He lived in a... You know, a, a, a perfectly nice sort of three or four bedroom detached house in a leafy suburb. And uh, he had a, at one point, I remember he had a Peugeot 309, but it had Asa Hartford drives this quality Peugeot from Tom Garner of Manchester down the doors. Oh, <laughs> it like, actually has his full That was name. the price. Yeah, that was the price of uh, of getting a free car. I think he had to have the stickers down the sides. I wonder if anyone owns any of those cars that were played uh, driven by i don't know rugby stars of a of a local region or cricketers of a local region there was a lot of jags given out to cricketers from memory were there yeah i think so a lot of x types i think i think, oh, were, okay. I, I think that someone <laughs> listening to this will know someone that 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 um, might have bought an x cricketer spec x type jag or can you uh, tell because it's got white leather seats but then there's just a bit where there's loads of red been rubbed on it <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing here? Sorry, cricketer, mate. It's funny the, you should the, say um, that. The my Honda Insight was an, an ex demonstrator car, and only uh, you only see it when it's pitch dark on the drive, and the security light comes on, right? And because they're quite you know, bright white LEDs, I think quite critical light. Yeah, you can see slight discoloration across the bonnet where there was a decal when it was in a showroom that says something like the world's first hybrid or. Um, over 100 mpg with a little asterisk next to it in big <laughs> and it's really slightly discolored the paintwork for, from uv yeah. but you can't tell in normal daylight that's funny because my nissan leaf was an ex demo car and i was washing it one day i went what's this on the bonnet and it was sticker residue and you could see if you sort of crouched down where it sort of just said something like the new 100% electric nissan leaf that's right. Electric today. Kind of <laughs> That's nonsense it. all over it. But you can just, just see it in the right light. Yeah. Get, but your security light would have probably brought it out a treat. But, um, oh, yeah, my security Yeah, I light. wonder if anyone has unwittingly bought a car that was once stickered up and they didn't know. But not police. Obviously, police is a whole different thing. Police, different, different saga. Different saga. So, talking about... White, so- ex-police, no sunroof. <laughs> I... Uh, I realised the, the whole Tiger Woods thing coming back from this this um, this wreck, which happened uh, April last year, so a, a year ago, or to the day. Well, nearest damage. He was doing guess, double yeah. the speed limit. And was he? He was doing double the speed limit, and he left the road. Apparently, there was no evidence imp- that he was impaired by drugs or alcohol, which is nice. But then it, it occurred to me that that's not his first big off. He had another massive off in. 2017, where he was he? arrested for driving under the influence when he was found asleep at the wheel, and oh he God. later pleaded guilty to reckless driving. Yeah. Oh, hang on, Jeez. no. This is, hang on. On top of that, he was involved in the car crash, obviously the most notorious one in 2009, um, which was to do with his uh, um, breakdown of his marriage and infidelity. 
Do you remember? Was this the one where he was speeding away from his own house? Yes, and he kind and it of... it was alleged that perhaps there were some golf club-shaped dents and smashes in the car because mm. perhaps his his wife had I think become so. enraged. I think that... Allegedly. Yeah, he probably had a pair of trousers only half on, so only one leg was on. <laughs> <laughs> and he, was, was there a naked woman wrapped in a duvet running off down the street? In the, the other way, yeah. Wasn't because, it? Didn't because, he, like, in fact, roll... Tiger Woods' life is very much like an episode of Terry and June. <laughs> Although I don't think that ever happened to Terry and June. What am I thinking of? Confessions of a Window Cleaner probably is yeah, closer to confessions. it. Yeah, Confessions. Or um, Last of the Summer Wine with Mar- Howard and Marina. <laughs> Just honestly, I just wish I didn't know anything about Last of the Summer Wine. What an absolute tragedy. I would like to watch an episode of Last of the Summer Wine again because it was very long running. Oh, unbelievably long running. I sort of wonder if... I mean, I do remember watching it because my dad used to like it. Yeah, my mum used to like it. I sort of go... I wonder if it was really funny, and we just our our memory of it is coloured because we only ever think of three silly old men in a bathtub, sort of yes. rolling off down a hill, which I'm not sure ever actually happened in that show. But it's it was a lot more than that, although I don't know what, and I, I sort of feel like I need to go back and revisit it. And also, it ran for what thirty years? Oh, it must have been. I mean, they were all started in the early seventies, didn't it? Yeah. Well, they had a sort of. Peter Salas was in it from all of them, I think. But was the guy who played Compo, I think, died? He died. Didn't his son come in? And then the other guy who was Foggy, sometimes he wasn't Foggy, he was somebody else. Yes, that's correct. If, if, you're, a, if you're a listener to this podcast and you're not native to Britain, this will mean nothing <laughs> to you. What the bloody hell it's, are you talking it's about? It's just a sort of soft, pillowy Yorkshire sitcom off of 70s. Yeah. Which ran forever. Like, just one bar of the theme tune would immediately cause some... Like, I would regress to being about eight, and I would believe in my head, no matter what time it was, that it was Sunday evening. Yes. Yeah, and you've just... the curtains are drawn. You've just had a bath and a hair wash. Yes. um, It's so true. And it's 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 quite cosy. The heating's on. It's winter. The curtains are all closed. The heating's on. It's quite cosy, but then the spectre of Monday is coming. It's really cosy, but my dad's still got the entire front front end of the car dismantled on the on the dining room table, and it, and it, it's pitch dark, and he knows he's running out of time <laughs> before eight a.m. tomorrow morning. Bob, it's got to be back on the road. Bob, it has to function. Yes, I know, Sue. I know. <laughs> Your parents called Bob and Sue. Yeah, or Sob and Bo, as uh, my brother used to call them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in fact, there was yeah. that that film. Bob was talking of uh, men with their trousers half on. There was that film, Rita Sue and Bob too. I know, yes, I know. Do my mates constantly refer to my parents as Bob Sue and Rita? Even though there isn't a Rita in my family, I don't think. Um, yeah, had a Rover SD one in it. That yes, film, it did. I to remember. It did. Yeah, eighties penetration film. Yeah, with a Rover SD one. Brilliant. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean. I, it was. I don't think it was very smutty, was it? It was a bit suggestive. It and was I think suggestive. it might have been like the yeah. bloke's ass going up and down through the window of the SD1. But I don't remember it being sort of you know. No. It wasn't. It wasn't basic instinct. No, no, no. It was no more suggestive than than Last of the Summer Wine. Frankly, uh, it's just a lot less harmonica. I would say. There's a lot of harmonica um, in the incidental music, isn't there? It's a bit like yeah, uh, a bit Is like what harmonica? we I th- well, it, or mouth. It sounds like a mouth organ of some sort. I wondered if it was a yeah, I, but I wondered it if it was a, a um, oh bloody hell, wind powered organ. They've got a little key, little keyboard on it, and they a, a, you know a, a thing, a squeeze box, a bleh. an accordion, accordion. Oh, oh yeah, maybe it is an accordion. Is it though? I don't know. Well, that's is that now? I think last of the summer wine would be uh, the music would be a prime example of the Ronnie Hazelhurst oeuvre. Wouldn't it? Gosh, Rich, I don't know. He did all those theme tunes in the 80s. He was the BBC's go-to guy, the Ronnie Hazelhurst Orchestra. They did a lot of that stuff. I very uh, much... I I remember the theme tune sort of, to me, signified boredom. You know, and things... (laughs) (laughs) Certain things are just a natural trigger to like, oh, frig, this is going to be really dull. And but I was saying to my brother last night, I went to the pub with my brother last night because he's down this week, and 
I said, I try my hardest never to say to my children, you don't know how lucky you are. You're able to stream any programme you want instantly. In our day, we had to just watch what was on the telly. And I, I never said that to them. And I always tried to resist the urge to do it because it's such a, a, a dad thing to say. It's very and dad. Quite honestly, what can they do with that information except go, we only know the world as we find it, which is not having to watch Last of the Summer Wine because there's now tells on and your parents want to watch it and you want it on telly. Which, yeah, um, it's, it's true. You, you can't... But on demand is so much easier. But it takes away the excitement and the urgency of watching a programme in real time, doesn't it? Yes. I think. Oh, I've missed the beginning. Uh, or, latterly, oh, the video hasn't recorded the end. Oh, of course. So you never know what happened. Yeah. That's, that's annoying, well, probably they rolled down down a hillside on some kind of homemade contraption. Oh, uh, if it was if, if the if popular was... imagination is to be believed. Yeah, that's right. Tiger Woods' last crash. So now he's a triple crasher, which is much more crashy than I I thought he was. According to the LAPD chap who said the mm. car's so-called black box data recorder showed that Woods engaged the accelerator and never applied the brake during the incident. That could indicate what, is this the most recent one. Yeah, that could wow. indicate he may have mistakenly hit the wrong pedal whilst trying to trying to control the car. This guy's a fifteen-time um, world golf champion. I reckon he knows the difference in an auto between brake and throttle. I reckon you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, come on, he he he's a soft touch. You've got to be with golf, haven't you? you I mean, Have you a soft touch? When I say soft In what touch, sense? well, you've got to you've got to know exactly how hard or soft to to strike the ball. Sometimes it's just a little tap, oh, you know, see. for a long putt, for yeah, example. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. sound like I know what I'm bloody talking about. Go for the it, long I was going to say I didn't realise you were such a, a golf connoisseur. I've but, never played. Um, I've never played golf. In my life. At all? No, never. Ever. Never. What never. about pitch and putt? Oh, I've played bitch and slut every time. I love a bitch and slut, but that's okay, not well, golf. There we go. Allegedly. And crazy golf. I know you've played crazy golf because you told me that you enraged Tiff by making him play crazy golf. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. That, that late So you night. have sort of played golf. You've just never played, like, no. full-sized golf. I'd like to try it, but, but, but because i found being left-handed, you can never borrow anyone's clubs because not many people have left-handed uh, yeah. clubs. And so it's almost a bit of a non-starter. Probably a bit. Well, more. I just, I've, I mean, I've not played, I've sort of played golf and I've obviously done pitch and putt, but I, you just play righty, don't you? You've got to just play. That's, I'm not playing to that's, those rules, Richard. That's what, that's what makes us left handers superior is that our coordination with our non dominant hand yeah. is better than that displayed by right handers because I, we live in a right handed world. Because we've had to adapt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are. So that's what makes us uh, <sighs> superior beings. Anyway, um, on that the, side, yes, yeah. Tiger Woods is so. It's I, I, I. Are you a Tiger Woods fan? Then is this what you're? Oh, I mean, to, you're I just t- think not he's, a fan of his driving, which sounds like it's pretty. Appalling. No, I'm not a massive fan of his driving. It actually reminded me of the fact that I think a few years ago Morgan Freeman had a bit of a freeway incident involving car being upside down and him being. Injured. I think that involved perhaps um, lady uh, situations, but I, I, I no. um, I'm a fan of Tiger Woods in so much as I think I'm a fan of anyone that's incredibly good at their craft. But not only that, I think it's even more impressive that someone can kind of lose the let's just say lose the plot a bit, go off, go off a bit, and 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 get written off as being a has been. And then come back brighter, stronger to just prove the world otherwise. I think that is yeah. always really, really impressive because you've got to dig deep in a situation like that. It's, it doesn't matter how much money you've got. It's about, I don't know, pride and determination, isn't it? So for that, the Woods gets my uh, my vote. He's also a child prodigy, yeah. wasn't he? He was a sort of golf child prodigy. So I, I don't know, actually. I, I, he was playing I, like I, really I high-level golf when he was about seven. I guess like any sport these days, the standard is so high and the, you know, they always talk in sports about marginal gains. And yeah, it's like, I've met him. One of those might be if you still marginal gains. He's, um, <laughs> of course, he's an American athlete. <laughs> he, yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, I thought retired. he was the North American PR man for Honda or something. Oh. Hi, marginal gains. Um, Could be. <laughs> he, um, but he, the, the, the marginal gains thing, it's like if, if you started golfing when you were six and your nearest rival started when they were seven, it's like you've got a year up on them to just hone your skills. Like, you know, F1 drivers now start when they're born, don't they, pretty much, I think. 
When do they start carting? The four? Oh, like four or five, yeah. I think okay. Fernando Alonso, I interviewed him once, and he claimed he, he started carting when he was three. And I went, how did you reach the pedals? And he just went and put blocks on them, as if it was a stupid question. What did you just but, say? I had a special cart made. Next question. Yeah, I had one, yes, yes. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wasn't... Um, he wasn't a jaunty interviewee, I, I remember. Oh, was he not? Uh, no, pretty serious. I prefer it it's if his show. name was the other way round. Alonso Fernando. Yeah, it just would sound a little bit more flamboyant and friendly. Hello, I am Alonso Fernando. Don't you think? Yeah, good, Don't you think actually. it sounds yeah. better? Yeah. I've been amusing myself. Last week I was going around the house. I just, you know, everyone else had been out and I've just been... I, I, I sometimes just talk shit to myself while I'm cooking lunch or whatever. And... um for some reason last week, all week, I couldn't stop going, for centuries, the conquistadors have discovered the secrets of soup. Like a shit American advert from the from the 80s. Oh, yeah. For centuries, the conquistadors have wondered the secret <laughs> of powerful Wi-Fi. <laughs> and I don't even know what that means, the conquistadors. But it sounds like something you would definitely, you'd be, you'd be in America and you put on the TV in a hotel room and there's an advert. Maybe it's got Ricardo Montalban in it or something. You'd be drawn in. Yeah go what's he advertising for centuries the conquistadors wondered the secret of great tasting fruit juice Ooh. now is five alive now is for you in the store <laughs> for now please hola i am alonso fernand <laughs> for centuries the conquistadors have wondered the secret of my great looking hair so this uh, is it this is it this is what all this is what the 2022 formula 1 needs it needs all the drivers <laughs> to switch their names around and they're allowed to endorse a completely random product <laughs> Hamilton Lewis is quite Hamilton a good name, Lewis though. would work. That works. Know, he's, he's a he's a very renowned Scottish barrister. Hamilton Lewis. He takes on some <laughs> massive case where he like sues the government or something. Oh, hello, I'm Hamilton Lewis. I think you'll find the uh, statutes say that in 1742 this was actually permitted. <laughs> wow, Hamilton Lewis. He's a great barrister. Um, he turns I'm up not... in his C45 AMG. No, A45 AMG. What? Hamilton Lewis. Yeah. yeah, Hamilton Lewis has got an old Jag XJ, I think. No, you'd have to Old keep. Style. You'd have to keep it Mercedes because of. Um, oh, a C. Yeah, oh, right. You're talking about the racing driver. Yeah, you still yeah, got to. Yeah, still yeah, got to have. Yeah. So, would it be a C class? Just a sort of regular C class. Well, what if they've got to swap their names around and then they keep all that? So he's got a C class or something, but they've got to take on one really shit sponsor. Oh, so oh, he's he's okay. sponsored by like Spam or something like that. <laughs> what? Or um, well, or just brute bolts. Bruce Bolts. I'm not saying they're shit because I'm all wearing it now and I smell amazing. But are you? Yeah, I am wearing it now. Oh, it feels I put good. mine away. My wife was eyeing it as it sat on the side in our house, and she went, "What are you going to do with that?" And I went, "Oh, I'll probably just give it away at a live no, show or something." No, went, you're not. I'm going to put it in the cupboard then. No, you're putting it on. You're 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 going to throw it over your neck on a daily basis. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> Go on, just rooster tail it over uh, your clothes. Well, I might, I might. Next time I'm leaving the house, I might splash some on and see what happens. If you get attacked by crows, then that'll if, be the last. If time you I went, do that. you went to the pub last night, right? What you see, come back from the pub when there's no one around. Take all of your yeah. top layers off, so it's just bare chested with your trousers still on. Stand in a full length <laughs> mirror, unscrew the top of the brute sport, and then diagonally sort of draw it down your body. You know, like that scene from Predator where he intentionally cuts himself. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to do any of that because I'd worry that even though it'd be nighttime, one of my children would walk in, uh, would wake up. What's daddy doing? Oh, some kind of ritual, maybe? Bit weird. Going to tell mummy about this or maybe not? Don't want mummy to leave daddy. Daddy's doing rituals with a bottle of aftershave. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the bathroom stinks. Uh, Yeah, I might might pass on all of those things. Just do it. Anyway, hey, cars. Remember those? Yes. I got my new car. Oh, did you now? My up turned up. Yeah, it's it was really exciting. Turned up on a rainy day, which is just uh, it's one of those things where it's like you can't control the weather. But I was really cursing it. I I, I just it you well, know it's instantly like, oh, dirty. No, m- my new car's wet. Yeah, they delivered it on an open truck as well. So it's covered in covered wagon. It was okay, actually. The delivery guy was a really nice chap, and he'd come down from Stockport near Manchester, and he told me that. Um, he said, "Oh, we actually we've got a new because you know he works for a company, and he said we we our, our boss decided to get us all little jet washers for the truck, so that if the car is a bit mucky, 
when it's um, due to be delivered, we, we're told to give it a good... Give it a blast. ...jet washing, just so that, you know, at least it's better just a bit wet than actually dirty. Yeah. And he said, I delivered a car to someone last week, and it was dirty. So I stopped, I gave it a quick blasting, and then I delivered it to the guy. The guy came out, he went, what's going on? My car's all wet. And he went, yeah, I've just, I've just cleaned it. The guy went, oh, no, no, no. Went in his house, came back with a chamois leather, dry... And started trying to dry off the car with a dry chamois. Dry chamois? And the, yeah. And the delivery guy was like going, no, stop, stop, stop. You've got to wet the chamois. And the bloke was like, I don't, what are you talking about? And this delivery guy was saying, oh, I used to be a valetor, so I, I, you know, I do know about this stuff. And he's like, you've got to wet the chamois, otherwise it's not going to work and you're going to damage the paint. Sure enough, the guy went, oh, look, there's some scratches on this wing here. <laughs> the delivery guy's like, yes, you just did them with your dry chamois. You might as well have gone in and got some sandpaper, you twat. Well, you, yeah. I don't think it, he said that, but... If he'd gone inside and got, like, the lid of a Tupperware tub and then started, <laughs> started yeah. working it up and down the body working with his it'd be no more idiotic, would it? I've just got this slice of stale toast and I'm going to rub it on the roof for a bit. I thought everyone knew you have to wear a chamois. Like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, I mean, anyway, it's so stiff. Uh, I always... I used so to, stiff. I used to dry my chamois over the top of a kitchen cupboard door in the garage, an old kitchen cabinet. And, of course, it was it was always lowercase n shape because it had dried yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you could, like... A tiny tunnel. Yeah, you could just... You could hit stuff. It's quite a stiff... I mean, I don't think chamois leathers are industry standard anymore. They are old school. Where have they all gone? In the world of upcycling and manufacturers trying to come up with new textiles in which to Mm. to clothe car cabins and make them look interesting, could we offer a a chamois collection service? I think that could be amazing. I I like chamois leathers. I was just suddenly imagining, though, that if you had a... Talking of alternative textiles in cars, like... um, Kvadrat, isn't it? That stuff that's in various Range Rovers. Kvadrat! In new, uh, it's in the new Lotus election night, isn't it, as well? It's uh, it's quite a nice fabric. But if you made uh, if you made seats out of chamois leather, you'd have to constantly just moisten them to make them soft, otherwise they'd moisten. be really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, you've got to open the door just... in the morning, unscrew the cap of some spring water and just, just, just jazz it in there and then, and then sit in. <laughs> oh, now it's really supple and comfy, but unfortunately it looks like I've pissed myself. <laughs> Maybe you have to mould. Yeah, when you first get the car, you have to go in for a seat moulding session, like oh, a race like, car. Yeah. Like a racing driver, yeah. So you go in, they, they moisten the seat, you put a special pair of trousers on, probably just sort of PVC <laughs> Rockstar trousers, and then and then you sit in the car. They sit in the car and they go, right, you can have a really long drink now because you need to stay in there for a while while we put a heater on in the car with you. And then it moulds to exactly what your butt cheeks are. I mean, of course, if you if you then share the car with somebody else, it's just tough. The first person yeah. to get their ass moulded wins. But, you know, it's the nature of the beast. We'll have to evolve the idea as we go. What about chamois uh, leather trousers? That's actually Well, I, if you're a cyclist, I think them. cycle shorts have stitched in chamois crotch sections, I think. Oh. Uh, they're padded. Are they chamois? They're, I'm sure they're chamois. There's going to, there's bound to be accomplished cyclists listening to this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure there's a, sh- I'm sure there's a chamois crotch section, uh, which is definitely a John Peel session. Then, <laughs> <laughs> padded chamois cross section coming up after ten. Anyway, at the Hammersmith Apollo. Um, so, I'm sure, I'm sure there is, but also, like, if chamois aren't really sold anymore and aren't really the sort of detailer's choice. Like, it, does that mean it that nobody makes chamois anymore? I don't know. Or is there a? I don't know. There are a couple of shipping containers full of them, and nobody knows what to do with them. I think they'd be a very good interior, interior fabric um, textiles and all that. You know what I mean? In fact, why don't you why don't you ask Alan Sugar? He'll know. He'll know what to repurpose them for off of <laughs> off of business and commerce and all that. <laughs> Richard, I gave you 11 containers off of chamois that weren't being used and that to repurpose and make money in commerce. What have you done off of the chamois? I hate the way they they sometimes just talk about business. They it's just all business. They just talk about business as a sort of a kind of nebulous entity that hovers in the sky. It's just I, the business. It's all about business. It's all about business. the business. It's all about the business. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? 
Oh, yeah. So I got my new car, and it's lovely. Really shuffling. <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> okay. Well, that, I'm really pleased about that. You got it in the I've rain. All, having said, oh, I try not to talk to my children as if I'm a dad and tell them it was better in the old days or whatever, but, but I did just say chuffed about a new thing, so I have gone full dad You've now. been struck off. Um, but, yes, no, I'm delighted with the E-Up. It's, uh, it's everything that I wanted from it. It, it zizzes about in town in a, an excellent way, but it's also quite relaxing because it's an EV, so you've got that... It's a talk. It's lovely talk. I would. Oh, I mean, obviously, I've driven a couple of. I've driven both of generations of V ups and all that. But I, um, I'm very keen to know what you could squeeze out of it, range wise. I know you're probably yes. not buying it for a long range EV. You're mostly urban centric. However, yeah. I'd still be keen to see because I, I, having driven the E Golf with the same battery pack and squeezed as much range out of that over a year as possible i kind of know i feel like i know that drivetrain well the battery pack well did you typically drive your e-golf in one of the eco modes i used to drive it in the eco mode when i was on a long journey yeah religiously Ah, okay yeah and usually heating either off or on the lowest kind of fan setting and then poo cooker on that was my. Do- Does the e-golf do this thing where, when you get in and start it up afresh, that the heating defaults to twenty-two degrees? Do you know what it used to do? Something like that. I don't know if it was twenty-two, but it used to do a setting that I'd never set. set and I mm. got very irritated with it, and I think I never resolved it. I think I just used to moan about it every day, but not do anything about it. <laughs> Because I've noticed the E-Up does that every time, no matter what you've done with the with the temperature. When you get in and start it up, it, it goes 22 degrees, and you're like, no, I'm a bit warm, actually. So I... I and also, it's a waste of electricity. To, well, it is, isn't it? Yeah. So I've, I keep meaning to look into how to uh, stop it doing that, yeah. or whether it's a characteristic, and if it is, why? Why would they do that? Because in the summer, that's going to be a nuisance. You've, you, there must be a way to overrun it. Maybe that's the def, that's the factory default setting which seems odd whose decision was that but yeah i um, know did, did you order yours with pump bum cookers yeah that comes with them steering wheel can and you get a steering very, wheel on very on yours or toasty not? no no heated wheel but it does come no heated wheel it's all right, i can I knit you one I'm out of a chamois leather be really nice could you <laughs> i'll make it very thick and quilted <laughs> just my steering wheel controls have stopped working because i keep having to wet the steering wheel uh, no, it's it's weirdly well equipped though that car. It has got a heated windscreen, which is good. That's excellent. And it's got cruise control, and it's got lane keep assist, which obviously you turn off because it's a bit intrusive. Because it's, it's got bum yeah. cookers <clears throat> and uh, Bluetooth. Well, it's all that. It's got everything. Has you it need got um, side of things? Has it got? Yeah, exactly. Has it got a? Has it got a hard drive for music? But it will only allow you to load up things like Scorpions, White Snake. only once did I put a CD into the player and it ingested it to the hard drive and that car went back to Mitsubishi, that hardcore turbo nutter rally car 
was taken back to Mitsubishi <laughs> with Alan Bennett reads the Winnie the Pooh stories ingested into its hard drive, which I was quite <laughs> Really? That was the only CD? Yeah. I was in the Top Gear office. We used to get all the newspapers every day, and I noticed that the Guardian, I think it was, or the Independent, had come that weekend, I think, with a free CD. Alan Bennett reads Winnie the Pooh. And I was like, I bloody love Alan Bennett and I love Winnie the Pooh. I'm taking that. And I took it and I listened to it on the way home that night. It was very odd. And the car ingested it. It was lovely. Uh, I said lovely now. I I had the same um, hard drive and I can't remember how many gigs it was, but for its time I think it was a lot. The Chevy Volt of mine had that. Oh. And and when I realised it did that... I used to take great joy. Every week I would put 20 CDs in the door pockets and in the cubbies and I would just rip, put the C- CDs in one at a time and let it drag it and drop. And, oh. and because I saw that car only a couple of weeks ago when I went down to the, um, drop off that Tesla Y to the dealer who, who bought that Volt off me, he said, St- your music's all still in it. He said, it's amazing. We've <laughs> got 9,000 songs. Oh. And he showed it to me, and I went, he went. He went honestly, like randoms the best. We, we, when we're driving it around, we just press random, and I pressed random in front of him, and it brought up Dr. Dre, which was a little bit embarrassing because oh. I was thinking, oh, I wasn't expecting that to just emerge from there. I don't. It's not. It's not Dr. Dre's finest hour. I wouldn't say. But um, yeah, it was it was awkward. We just I quickly skipped <laughs> to another random song, <laughs> hoping that it wouldn't be quite as offensive. But uh, yeah, I, I think I actually like that idea. I like that, especially if the car's a keeper. And when when you can when you lend it to someone, it's like having a jukebox, isn't it? But I suppose so. Without having to stream and all that, I I'm not interested in streaming music. And now I sound like a right old dad. Well, yes, you see, it is convenient, isn't it, in our busy world? Yeah. Because I remember getting my first iPod, and then just sitting for hours burning CDs into my computer so I could then dump them onto the iPod. Yeah. And it was actually quite tedious. Yeah, it was. But when it's done, it's done. It's a bit like, Mm. you know, it's like digging the footings for a house. It's laborious, but you only need to do it once. (laughs) And then it's done. And it's really good. And you sit back and bask in the glory. It's... I feel like it's sort of not, because you... You you don't... It's like digging the footings for a house and then going, oh, actually, I also wanted an extension here and one here and one here because you can't do all your CDs in one go unless you've got a small CD collection. So you keep coming back to it and then going, oh, wait, I haven't got that on my, you know, I love the fact. I was walking down the street the other day and because we were talking about Roy Orbison last week. (laughs) No, Roy Orb and Son. Roy Orb and Son. (laughs) I've been listening to his version of I Drove All Night um, yeah, uh, uh, quite a lot <laughs> because uh, it's really good. But then I thought I was walking the dog the other day, and I thought I'm going to listen to his version, then I'm going to listen to the Cindy Lauper version, and then I'm going to listen to the Celine Dion version. Oh, Celine! And make my mind up which is best. It's the Roy Orbison version. I'll is tell it, you that now. It's Roy Orbison. Lauper's one is all right, actually. But, uh, not the the Celine Dion one is. No, mm. so you, you're going to allow Celine other stuff, but not that particular track. Is that what you're saying? I don't, what are you allowing her, though? I don't know. All I remember is that uh, um, the first time I ever went to Glasgow, uh, she and I was working at a, at a car event. She was she was um, in concert in the next hall that night, and the whole I couldn't oh. basically when we were locking up to leave, we couldn't get out for people just in f- frenzy about going to a Celine Dion concert. And I had a curry very late because of that. Because of that, and I was a bit annoyed with Celine. Obviously, she doesn't know this, <laughs> but so that's why I, I think think twi- think. I remember think twice was number one in the charts for seemingly forever. Um, there is one Celine Dion track that's good. I mean, obviously, the the the, the Titanic heart will go on spec. That's it's okay. It's it's better mm. if it's when it's done on a recorder by an amateur, as I might have forwarded you. <laughs> In fact, if you're a patron of this channel, I will put the the, the shitty re- flute version. It's it brings tears to my eyes every time. It's hilarious. Uh, highly recommend. Is there not? Have you not found knowing you're a connoisseur of MIDI music? Have you not found a MIDI version? I, I think I have found a MIDI version actually. Yeah, I think one of the, it was called well, "My Ass Will Go On." <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> 
was amazing. I, amazing. Celine Dion slightly weirds me out. I don't know why. I think she, she looks to me like she smells strange. And that's because she looks like something from the animal kingdom. Yeah. She looks uh, like she, she smells of antiseptic, and I can't explain why. <laughs> what? I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah. I can't. I just don't. Let's not dig into that because I can't. I have nothing else to say. I just oh think she gosh. looks like she smells sort of plasticky. Not antiseptic, more like plasticky. She smells like she, there's something. She's got an odd aroma to her, and I think she's probably quite strange. And I hope I'm not speaking ill of her because she could be lovely. So she smells like the cleaning cupboard of a local hospital. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. <laughs> or That's not what I was the expecting. Floor of to a talk care about. home. <laughs> No, me neither. But I then, you know, I could ima- imagine a montage of lots of shots of her, of clips of her from from her v- music videos, but but then being narrated by David Attenborough about why this very rare species <laughs> is fascinating and why With a distinctive call. Yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, think she she is Canadian though, and Canadians generally are sort of I find decent sorts. So yes. maybe she's all right. Although, isn't she French-Canadian? She's French-Canadian, yeah. Okay, Which, that's a different thing. Is it? My limited experience, of, we used to have family in um, Quebec. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, we got we used to have family all over Canada, but uh, yeah, a branch of the family lived in or I think we used to live in Quebec, and it was uh, it's an unusual place. They're so militantly French that they use French words even where the French don't. Like they have arrête written on their stop signs, where in France they just say stop because that's sort of international. Bloody hell, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're they're very very keen on being French. Oh, one thing that does weird me out about Celine Dion, and this is really not car centric whatsoever, is I think her husband is or was about twice her age and looks like yes. and looks like a baddie from Flash Gordon from memory. Yes, very, very beardy and I think eye makeup y uh, as well. Like a bit I mean, I'm I'm saying this with I haven't done any research <clears throat> and I do apologise if he's if he's dead. But um I <laughs> I think he died, didn't he? I think so. That's, uh, that's, did she not stop recording or something or because of him? Just, I don't know. Well, you're saying that she smells anyway. of hospital equipment. <laughs> yeah, she's, she smells of a cheap dentist's I... operating room or, or theatre, theatre of what teeth, whatever they're called. Um, anyway, I don't know. I'm starting to feel guilty now for bad-mouthing Celine Dion um, because she could be a wonderful person. She's certainly a good singer, technically speaking. There's no question of that. Well, you know what? I've just typed Celine Dion into... Google and it's and there's immediately um, a video with Celine Dion's car collection brought up. I, I can't believe what I'm watching. What's in it? Celine Dion's car collection. It has an estimated net worth of eight hundred million dollars. <laughs> Wait, this can't be real. Is, no, is that one of those tabloid things though? Where they just go like they go, police seized drugs with a street value of forty-seven billion pounds, I, and you go, isn't it just a bag of weed? This can't. Yeah, this. This. I don't believe this. I can't believe this is real. What cars? Is it showing the cars? <clears throat> well, I mean. There's a list in the description. It's not loading very quickly, but there's a list in the description which says a 1995 Rolls Corniche, a Mercedes <laughs> Maybach 62, a GMC. These are all <laughs> a GMC Yukon. Well, that's just run of the mill toss. These are all high depreciation cars. I know. Dion's a terrible car buyer. What's she what, playing at? What a Bombardier BD 700 Global Express. Isn't that a train? Plane. That's a plane, isn't it? Oh, okay. So hang on. Are they if they're roping the net worth of that in? Suddenly she's got a yeah, load of Toshi cars and a private. Also, plane. if she's buying like Maybachs and Corniches from that, that's got is that like a nineties Corniche? Her, she paid eight hundred million in total. They're now worth forty-seven grand in total. Yeah, but I think that. that I think this is just completely made up. I will put the link um, in. This is the- like that. There was a YouTube video uh, which was entitled something like. Uh, James May's car collection and the the thumbnail was a picture of James looking like James but then with some sort of stock images of Bugattis and things and a, and a, a woman in a bikini what in front of a sort of Florida mansion it was like that, that's, that's not James May that does not in any way depict James May's lifestyle <laughs> that's amazing it's yeah it was it was it's pretty special um oh I know what I was going to say. Um, I was going back through some old emails 
to Smith and Sniff, and I've got. Yeah. I've, I guess I've got to do. Uh, we we owe a chap an apology. I think a chap called Bindu Cannings, and right. he actually messaged us. He's a patron as well. He messaged us back on the first day of 2022, New Year's Day. Yeah, and he said, "Right, guys, I've got a serious question. I currently own a 2000 Merc." C320 avant-garde with 300,000 kilometres on it. I'm thinking of upgrading it to a C32 AMG that's a couple of years younger with a third of the kilometres. However, I'll probably spend an extra 14 grand making up the difference to upgrade. So the question is, do I go for it now or do I get a little bit more cash together and put a deposit down on a Hyundai Ionic 5? I fear if I don't buy a petrol-powered AMG now, I will simply never... It will simply never make sense to buy another one again in my life. This was underlined. You must keep mm-hmm. in mind I'm only 21 and I don't have heaps of money. However, I do have very little responsibilities at this point. Thanks in advance for any help. Okay, so I never replied to him. All right, I, 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 I'm pretty sure we just completely forgot. So I, 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 I'm very sorry to him, but he did. There, there was a pause for about two weeks. And then I realised, I went back through the emails, and he's gone, Thank. also, I've just bought a 2005 C55 AMG as a result of your lack of reply. I'm going to be blaming you if it blows up on the 10-hour drive back from me picking it up. So that was on, that was on January the 14th. I, I don't... Bindu, I'm... Hey. Uh, well, now, I... <laughs> you, I have then... Engaged with Bindu. Oh, uh, while you weren't looking on the oh. Patreon, because I wanted to know if his if his C fifty five had exploded. Okay, as predicted. And <laughs> uh, he wrote back and said the timing chain has become very loud, so I'm not driving it. <laughs> well, he's not actually not just not driving it. He's yeah. just bought an AMG well, ornament. He his hometown is Lismore. Uh, he's in Australia. We should say, right? And uh, his mechanic is in his hometown of Lismore, which has got flooded in those recent floods in Australia, so he can't get it fixed. So he's just not driving. I don't know. That, oh my Bindu, if you're listening, we need an update now. But because then, then he told me that instead his, uh, his partner's got a Mazda two, and we agreed the Mazda two is an underrated car. The Mazda two, yeah. Now, are we talking old Mazda two, the one that looks very like a fridge on its Ooh. side, like a Suzuki yeah. Wagon R? I don't know because I was thinking of the very sort of swoopy, more recent ones, either Which the current are good. one or the last one, and they're good. They're really they're, good. They're really underrated. Where you just go, why doesn't everyone have one of these? They're really nice, and it's a Mazda, so it probably won't go wrong. And it's nice to drive, and seems to be all sort of got yeah. what you need. One, I, I think a Mazda is one of those cars which is resilient to a lack of maintenance or care. Mm. A bit like, I mean, we know it's a given that Toyotas are pretty good at being ignored. But I think Mazdas are a strong choice for that. My videographer's got a Mazda 6 estate. And and whilst he's not a fast driver, I fear that it doesn't get looked after very well. It leads a hard life. It does a lot of long miles. Mm. And it's fine. It's absolutely <laughs> fine <laughs> to the point where he's he's thinking of chipping in his other his second car because him and his wife have got a car each. He's thinking of chipping in and getting another Mazda six, so he's going to have a pair of Mazda sixes. Now, in previous podcasts, we've talked, we've about, talked about this. We talk about his and hers matching pair of cars, and it seems yeah. to be quite common. Um, but he's given us some insight into how it might happen. Is you just like one of the cars? You just so go. Much, this is all right to get another. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the other cars in the world, none suits me as much as this one, so I'm no. going to get another one. That's interesting. It is un- interesting, um, isn't it? Talking, now it's funny that we talk about the Mazda 2 here, or Bindu has led us to this point, because after I got my E-Up the other day, I was thinking, this is still a good little car, considering yeah. that it is actually quite old now as a as a design. It is. And I, I reminded myself of when it came out. The Up came out in 2011, so it's it's over 10 years old. Yeah, it's 10. It's over 10 years since it was announced, anyway, and since the design was revealed. And that set me thinking. I was like, "What is the oldest design 
that you can buy in this country at the moment. Oh, and I started looking. Now, the Mazda one. 2 is surprisingly old because that was revealed in 2013, so that's coming up for 10 years old. But I was thinking, what else has been around for ages? And I'm, you know, so it's like where you can say, oh, it's had big facelifts and stuff like that, but the bones of the car are fundamentally the ones that were revealed. So the yes. Renault Zoe is coming up for 10 years. Oh, yeah, it's incredibly old. Yeah, it's been tech lifted inside. Um, it's had obviously the fundamental shell the shape is, the shape is the same. I mean like the facelift externally was so mild you just can't mm, tell unless mm. somebody talk, like a tour guide comes up to you and walks you around it <laughs> and says oh yeah these indicators are an inch longer than they were you go really are they though Renault I mean, employ men in black roll necks to sidle up to people who are looking at Zoe's and go hey, did you know this is the facelifted one uh, it's the Tesla Model S is another one. Do you know what you, you you slag? I was just about to say Model S because apart, remember it launched with a faux grille on the front. Yes, and I when I did my recent Tesla Y road trip off of Scotland and all that, I um I found one. I, I supercharged next to an old Model S, and then oh. and then all the other models of Tesla appeared at this supercharger at the T-Bay services, which I know we've talked about in previous yeah. podcasts being very plentiful and pleasing. Mm. But, um, yeah, so the, apart from the Roadster, there were all of the Teslas available ever charging simultaneously. It occurred to me when I, I was thinking about the, the Model S, and I was like, I remember when they facelifted it and got rid of that faux grill, and I remember thinking it looked a bit weird, whereas now, because they seem to be... All you see, yeah. that's what a Model S looks like now, and it doesn't look weird anymore. But then I suddenly thought, where have all the ones with the faux grills gone? Because they seemed like you just don't see them around anymore. Ben, ben faux grills. He, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he walks around and talks about wildlife and outdoor living, um, wearing a gilet. Wearing a gilet. I tell you, do you know the 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 early mo- uh, Model S's with the faux grill? A lot mm. of them, unless they've been bought back buy Tesla as a Part X, a lot of those mm. apparently still have free supercharging for life. Oh. So I basically... a lot of Teslas did, though, didn't they? A lot of the bigger ones. Did they? When did they phase that out? I can't remember, but all I know is an early car, if, if it hasn't gone back to Tesla where they will rewrite the software and ban you from having free charging, you can basically yeah. buy an older car... And the incentive is, is you get... It's, it's like me... Imagine me buying a second-hand car off you and you're going, oh, by the way, um, I'm going to give you f- petrol for life as long yeah. as you don't take it back to Tesla. You'd be like, this yeah. is, this is yeah. brilliant. <laughs> it, what, I mean, what an yes. incredible incentive, especially right now. Yeah. What a great thing. Uh, I quite um, like the Model The Model S is still my favourite Tesla, I think, really. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't in, watched your Model Y video yet. I keep meaning to because I really want to see what you you've got to say. So don't spoil it. You stroker, you absolute stroker. What? I'm a busy man. There's, there's, I, I mean, I film myself on the toilet for that video in the name of consumer <laughs> research. I consumer did. Consumer what? I, 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 I videoed myself on the toilet in a travel lodge. I did. But you do that anyway. I do, yeah, I do. I do a day, daily <laughs> for your OnlyFans account. Yeah, oh, going back to oldest oldest designs you can buy new in this country. Um, there's quite a few cars that are still on sale that, that are coming up to sort of like eight or nine years old. Smart four two, although again, you know, it's been sort of EVized Smart now, hasn't it? Four- Oh yeah, what about the um Jag XE Land Rover Discovery Sport they came out in 2014. Um Fiesta? And, What's the Fiesta doing? No, Fiesta's more recent. Uh, Ford Echo Sport. Oh gosh. Yeah. I know we didn't get it straight away, but it was announced in 2012, so that's a 10-year-old design. The Mustang, the current Mustang was announced in 2013, so that's actually old. Was it think. really? Yeah. Gosh. There's a new one not that far away, I believe. Um Lamborghini Aventador uh, is was uh, announced in 2011, so that's getting on a bit. And I know again that's going to be replaced reasonably soon as well. So, but there is one car that is, uh, as far as I can work out, ignoring like caterums and things like that. There's one kind of mainstream, you know, hatchbacky type car that has been around for donkeys. I don't want you to tell me because I want to think of it myself. But I know I'm my index of I'm going through the roller deck <laughs> Your mental in my roller head now, going whirring around. Alfa Romeo. Mm. Oh, Alfa Julia. Ju- well, Alfa Julia. Uh, no, 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 uh, no, no. The other one. The other one. Julietta. Julietta. Well, they've deleted it now. 
Oh, cat. So thought they were still that's, slaving that's, it. They've stopped making it. Oh, speaking of which, mm. uh, we should uh, pour one out this week for the Ford Mondeo. What? Because is it the official they death They stopped this week? making it. It's, they made the last one on the 30th of March. So, week before Mike, last. Should we give it a round of applause? A little, little cricket clap. Yeah. Last Mondeo came out of the plant in Spain on the now there is a new Mondeo but it's only being sold in China so it's um it's not for us and so, so it's dead. The current shape Mondeo died on the thirtieth of March and in you know really quietly. It's a shame. Mm. And it's been a it's been a it's it's been a common sight on British roads since ninety two was it ninety three? Uh yeah ninety three I guess. So so hang on so yeah so basically it's had a thirty year innings. Yes. Gosh. Yeah, near as damn it. And um, they've always been... Mondeo's one of those cars where... have always been bloody good. I've always, always liked been them. good. I always liked if you were hiring a car and they gave you the keys to a Mondeo, you'd go, oh, good, okay, this is not going to be purgatory. And in no. fact, that happened to me. We went on a family holiday to Italy, so I'd asked for a, you know, a sort of reasonably sized car because we've got kids and luggage and all sorts. And uh, we got a Mondeo estate. And it was absolutely delightful. And it was really well used for a hire car. It had, I think, like 30,000 kilometres on it or something. So it, and it felt absolutely bang on. It didn't feel knackered. It just felt good. It's a nice car to drive. Not, you know, not sort of super sharp and flamboyant. It was just yeah, solid rounded. and pleasant. Yeah, oh, rounded. That's the are, word. Are we going to have a moment like when, I don't know, the front man of a band dies and then suddenly everyone realises how good that band was, even yeah. better than you thought? But because Maybe. they've now passed away, you're just going to constantly mourn the loss of them. Is, is the Mondeo does that does does it deserve that? I think it. I think in a world of average crossovers mm. and SUVs, which aren't quite as as spacious as people believe, just get a Mondeo estate. They're flipping. Br- in fact, you know, don't even need an estate. Get the hatch because that's massive as well. I would love one. I'd, I'd like one. I said a lot about love. I would, I would like one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steady on, Johnny. Don't be a tosser. Come on. <laughs> yeah. fact, stop the podcast. I'm going to buy one right now. I just want to keep saying folds because we folds. haven't said it yet, have we? Folds. Fold Mondeo. Uh, How do you say uh, Mondeo? So Mondeo. Fold. Fold. Mondeo. It's Mondeo. Mondeo. Isn't it? Mondeo. Dio. Yeah, Dio. Dio. It's, it's, it's the Dio. D-E, the Dio. Dio. Oi, Del. You got that Mondeo still? Um, yeah. Grab yes, the for centuries, bring it round. the conquistadors have searched the Mondeo, looking for the secret <laughs> of medium-sized forts. It's a good car. It was. It's, it's always a been a good, was car. A good car. I'd like to say I, I have destroyed one sadly um, on launch, but oh, we've yes. already talked about that. But we don't need to. We don't yeah. need to tread that path again. But well, anyway, may it rest in peace. It was a good car. I don't think there was ever a shit Mondeo. They were always pleasant to drive and just did everything that you'd want from a car. But unfortunately, they became unfashionable. It and, did, um, it did, Dis- but not deserve it. It didn't deserve that. And is it like the man from Del Monte, but it's man from Deo Mondeo. Mon? Del Del Monte, Del Monte, Mon- Mondeo Te. Del Monte cars. Oh, to sort you out the Mondeo, mate. No worries. Yeah, I've got one on the back lot at the moment. Actually, yeah, it's low mileage. Yeah. Hands up to any listeners who have a fond Mondeo moment. You can write to us. Mondeo moments. Mondeo moments. It's, it's is that like a sort of love song <laughs> corner? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go for a car ballad now, proudly supported by Mondeo by Folds. Mondeo. <laughs> Maybe that's how they should have tried to market it, just to make it seem a bit more glamorous. This is Mondeo by Folds. Folds. Is it by Folds? Uh, Obviously, apostrophe before and after the S. Just yeah, to oh make yeah. it a little bit just to be on the safe side, yeah. like a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Monday. So, uh, do you, you want to guess at what I think is the oldest mainstream design still on sale? Uh, I need to Should know. We make this. listeners I guess, need to know or? this. Okay. No. Uh, well, you could actually. I mean, people do like interaction, Richard. So you could leave them hanging. We'll forget to read out the answers or something. Oh, oh, just, maybe I should just I'll give them the answer. Fiat 500. Oh. Now, I know it's a big facelift. 20, uh, 2007. Seven? Mm. Shit. It was announced. That's when it was announced, yes. So that is an old, old car. And I know it has been given a big facelift, but it is still fundamentally the the shell 
was revealed in 2007. So, and in fact, before that, if you count the, the, the concept ones, yeah, well, that's it. And I know there's now the 500e, which is a brand new car, uh, but the the petrol engined one to the old design carries on for now as well. So you can still go and buy one, and you've been able to buy one for the last what 15 years. So it's pretty, big up to Stellantis pretty, for that old, val- for that yeah. Hit single. Um, the, yeah, there's nothing. There's not much else that came that comes uh, close, really, in terms of age. Oh, the MG3 was announced in 2011, so that's quite old now. And you can bizarrely, you can still buy that. I don't, I don't no, know you can't. Really does, can you? I think so. Do you know it's what? I bet, I bet. I bet. Jason Plato's got about 17 of them that he just forgot about. <laughs> They're all in his hedges <laughs> he around. He treats his... them like disposable lighters. That wherever he goes <laughs> on his property, there's just one left there, but he can never, <laughs> <laughs> he never remember. When he wants one, he can never find one. Yeah, he's suddenly like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, I was cutting the edge of the <laughs> day, and suddenly I struck something metallic. Tapping his pockets, trying to find the keys to one of his MG3s. <laughs> I'm sure well, they gave me another four last time I won a race. I want to say to to Potato, obviously a friend of mine and also colleague, he's just announced that this is his last season in British Touring Car. I know. And um, I, I hope he goes out there and he absolutely smashes it this year. Not literally. I don't necessarily... I mean, <laughs> if, if you want to go for a flamboyant barrel roll to, to make people remember you, do it. Yeah. Um, but... I hope you do really well, and um, I'm making it sound like this is, you know, sort of going to be your your death, but it's not. I I I hope I hope you have a fantastic season, and you are one of the funniest men I've ever met. You really are. It's ridiculous how amusing you are, <laughs> and also <laughs> and how much driving as well, and how much of a double wrong-un. threat. Yeah, because he's like in his fifties. <laughs> he's a bit of a wronger, but behind the wheel, still podium material, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, there we are. We wish you all the best with the uh, with the conclusion of your touring car career, Jason. And uh, whatever you do next, I'm sure it'll be. Uh, sorry, I've got a small dog in the room with me. It just sneezed <laughs> while I was trying to be sincere. Is <laughs> <laughs> that, that what it was? Yeah, my brother's dog's here, so she's she's a bit barky. So I brought her up here. What's she called? Wastegate. Wastegate. Yes, yeah, she is. She just so the boost just built up. She lifted off just as I was talking. She did, didn't she? And just left a little kind of sneezy. Did she, doesn't deliver the just eat um, orders around my area, does she? By any chance? Why is that? A, has someone got a boosty car? That oh they do yeah, just eat yeah. Deliveries it's in? a BMW 3 Series diesel 320D, and oh. it's 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 high on the wastegate. He's just constantly coming <laughs> off the throttle, constantly for the sake did of it. Did somebody say just? <laughs> So did somebody say just wastegate? <laughs> just wait, just wastegate. <laughs> they rush aftermarket parts to you within the hour. <laughs> Honestly, uh, the thing is sneezing constantly. Oh well. Anyway, that's well. It's probably a good time to 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 bring things to a close. But to say the best of luck to Jason, who um, I've I've met a few times through you, and has always struck me as a very amusing man, and as well as a very talented driver. He's um, a hero, mate. He's a hero. He's our fine hero. Now, before we go, I have three things to tell you. Uh, the first one is that Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called Johnny Has a Poo, and uh, each week he it defecates is. in a different reasonably priced hotel, <laughs> and then talks to the camera. <laughs> (laughs) he does it if that's not your thing uh, fair enough he's also got uh, the late break show which has got lots of excellent car reviews on it uh, including a long distance trial of the tesla model y which um i will go and watch out of guilt as soon as we finish doing i was going to say do that and actually if you're by the time listeners are listening to this there'll be a very interesting um lightest 911 in the world feature and hopefully a half decent review of the alpine a110s on that side of things Ooh, yeah. yeah. Fancy. Second thing I've got to tell you is I've got various books out. One of them is called And On That Bombshell, which is about my time working on the Top Gear TV show from its reinvention in 2002 up until it all went wrong in 2015. Uh, It's (laughs) available in bookshops and on Amazon and probably in lots of charity shops by now as well. So if you don't want me to get any money out of it, then please do go to your local Oxfam and give them your money instead. And the third thing I've got to tell you is uh, we've been talking this week and last week about I Drove All Night by um, Roy Orbison off of uh, Roy Orbison and Cindy yeah. Lauper and uh, the strange smelling Celine Dion did you know though that I Drove All Night was written by the same songwriting pair as Like a Virgin by Madonna really? yeah uh, Tom Kelly and Billy Steinberg are the songwriters they also wrote True Colours for Cindy Lauper Eternal Flame 
so emotional, and they co-wrote "I Touch Myself" by the Divinals. If you remember that, I oh I do remember "I Touch Myself." <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. wrong, but anyway. But it's bizarre that song doesn't sort of sit with "Eternal Flame" and "True Colors" and things. The other song they wrote, uh, which I, I know is a, a favorite of both of ours, is uh, "Alone." By heart, it's a tune which they recorded themselves, and they recorded and released that as as a as a pair themselves, and then gave it to Heart, who made it really good. They properly vtech it, as we've discussed previously. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Good. Good songwriters. Yeah, that's a good suite of of hits. That. Yeah, they yeah. actually. Um, we were talking about this on Twitter last week, where I was. I was because I was. Someone asked for supplemental information because I drove <laughs> no, all night. They wrote you were it. really busy, and um, but you got. I distracted. was really busy. That's the thing. And it's the worst time for someone to go. Sorry, Rich. Can I just ask you some um, completely irrelevant trivia about uh, an old song that Roy Orbison sang? And I'll go. Well, I have got nine deadlines on my head. Uh, of course, I'll give up the rest of my afternoon to do that because I am a fuckwit and uh, I Drove All Night was written by by Kelly and Steinberg to they wanted it to sound like Roy Orbison uh, but they didn't ever think he'd record it but he was out of contract and very unfashionable at that point and they approached him and got him to do a demo and he did it and the, they were quoted as saying there's that bit where he goes uh-huh yeah and they 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 wrote that almost as like a parody of Roy Orbison and then when he did it he did it so well that it sounded brilliant and not like he was you know sort of self-referencing and um and when they that hit was released posthumously those were the demo vocals they used because Orbison had died by then and it's an unbelievably good vocal it's just like that's how good Roy Orbison was oh I've got cramp I've got cramp in my legs I'm gonna have to change position I'm really sorry everybody <laughs> ow oh it really hurts oh gosh I get cramp Smith too and much. Sniff leaving in the bits others cut out um, <laughs> and if you enjoy that kind of thing well um, take a long hard look at yourself but if you've done that and you're still coming back for more we'll be here next week until then goodbye goodbye thank you I'm doing the plank while I sign off I genuinely have it hurt so much. Oh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.